Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. This week, the Daily Daf is being led by Rabbi Jill Jacobs, the Executive Director of Rabbis for Human Rights North America. There's a fascinating dialogue that begins at the bottom of Daf 88b and continues onto 89a. It's a dialogue between Moses and the heavenly angels about why God would give the Torah to human beings. The angels, the rabbis say, are very upset. They don't want the Torah to leave the heavenly realm. They don't want the Torah to be tainted by contact with human beings. And so God, instead of answering the angels directly, instructs Moses to answer them. So Moses first starts asking God, well, what's in this Torah that I'm about to get? And God says, well, I talk about Mitzrayim, what happened in Mitzrayim in Egypt, that you were slaves, that you got out. And Moses starts asking the angels, well, did you go down to Mitzrayim? Did you suffer from slavery? Moses learns that one of the rules of the Torah is that you can't have other idols and asks the angels, well, do you live among other nations that have idols? Do you have to negotiate being someone who worships God when everybody else is worshiping these stone and wooden idols? And Moses goes on. He finds out that one of the laws of the Torah is Zachorat Yom HaShabbat, that you should observe the Sabbath day and ask the angels, well, do you do work? Do you need to rest? And on and on. Moses asks the angels whether they need rules about how to be, how to be appropriate business people, how to do their trade well, how to honor their parents, whether they need rules about not murdering, whether they need rules about adultery and theft, and finds out that, in fact, none of these rules are relevant to the angels because they don't have these temptations in their world. And so the angels get it. It says that they loved Moses, and they each offer him one secret of Torah. This story tells us the Torah is not a museum piece. It's not something that's supposed to live in the divine realm. Rather, it's a living and breathing document to help us negotiate the world that we actually live in, which is an imperfect world. It's a world where people don't always do the right thing. It's a world in which, unfortunately, some people decide to murder one another. It's a world in which some people steal. It's a world in which some people cheat in business. It's a world in which there are the temptations of adultery, of theft. And that's the world that the Torah is supposed to live in. The angels worry that the Torah is going to be tainted. And the answer is yes, it's going to be tainted. It's going to be mishandled. It's going to be misinterpreted. But the point is not to keep it intact and perfect and away from human beings. The point is to hand it off to human beings and let us figure out how to negotiate in the world with it and how to handle it. There's another story in this stuff, a related story in which Satan goes looking for the Torah. He's wondering what's happened to him. He looks in the depths of the sea. He looks on the earth. He, all of nature denies that they have it. And then he asks Moses, and Moses denies that he has it. And God says to Moses, well, you do have it. Why did you, why did you lie? And Moses says, well, it's impossible for me to possess Torah. I'm not worthy of its secrets. I can't actually own all the secrets of the Torah. 
God says that since Moses is so humble that the Torah will be called in his name, that we call this Torah Moshe, the Torah of Moses. At this point, the Torah fully belongs to human beings, not only to Moses, but to all of humanity. That doesn't mean we possess it to the exclusion of anyone else. It doesn't mean that we could ever, any of us, even all of us collectively know all of its secrets, but it is with us. It's with us, it's inaccessible to the divine beings. It's no longer in our realm, it's in the human realm. Humans have absorbed it. We've changed it. We've interpreted it. It's no longer something that can be taken from one person or one place and moved elsewhere. It's no longer something that any one person can say they possess. Instead, it's in our realm, in all of our realm. The question then for us is how do we make sure that the Torah can be called in our name in a way that we want it to be called? How do we make sure that we, even with all of our imperfections, take and interpret and try to understand the Torah and all of its secrets in ways that allow us to say, yes, it's with us, and be humble enough to say, well, we can never fully possess it because perhaps the next generation and the generation after that will discover secrets that we never knew. So there's a promise and a challenge here. The promise is that God commits to keeping the Torah in the human realm and not taking it back and putting it in the divine realm or putting it in a museum where it can't be tainted. God lets go of the Torah and says, human beings, you figure it out. It won't be perfect, but you figure out how to interpret Torah. You figure out how to negotiate the world using this Torah. And our challenge, of course, is to do that the best we can and also to do it in a way that we can be proud to say that the Torah is now called in every single one of our names. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.